Welcome to the Climb Your Mountain podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Maurer, a certified personal trainer, high altitude mountaineer, and ultra runner. Each week, I show you how to train, eat, think, and live like a mountaineer so you can boost your chances of reaching the summit. My passion is to empower people of all ages and sizes to get outside and live lives of adventure. Remember, mountain climbing will never be easier than today. So let's dive into the show. Are you busting your butt in training only to see diminishing returns? Are you pushing yourself harder, faster, and further every week, even when it hurts? Friend, if this sounds like you, you need to learn about training cycles. You see, in order to get stronger, our bodies need to rest as well as exercise. And using endurance training cycles will ensure you get the right balance of pain and gain. And in this episode, I'll explain how you can use training cycles to get more out of your season and also improve your quality of life as an athlete. Ready? Let's do this. Today's episode is brought to you by my course, Mountain Fit Self Coaching for Mountain Athletes. So, congratulations, you've signed up for a mountaineering trip or a long distance trek. Now, how the French toast do you get in shape for it? You could hire a coach to help you, but the ones who actually understand our sport are so damn expensive. And even if you get a good one, no coach is ever going to understand your lifestyle, your schedule, and your body the way that you do. The truth is, you will always be your own best coach. You just need to know what to do and when to do it. That's why I created Mountain Fit. This online masterclass is the roadmap you've been looking for to help you reach your fitness goals. In this course, I walk you step-by-step through everything you need to transform yourself into a diesel-powered hiking machine, even if you're starting from absolute zero. By the end, you'll know how to assess your fitness level, write a training plan that gets results, and choose the best exercises for your goals. And if you need a starting point, I've included 40 weeks, that's 40 weeks of training plans you can adapt for your own season. So stop wasting thousands of dollars on Tracy, the big box gym trainer who has never hiked a day in her life. Learn how to train yourself with Mountain Fit. To check it out, just click the link in the show notes. Hope to see you in there. Hey friends, how you doing? I apologize in advance. I am not in an ideal recording situation. I'm recording at home at my mom's house in Ohio and (laughs) I'm actually like holding the microphone in my hand because for whatever reason, I just can't find a place to stand it where it will actually register. So apologies in advance if this audio sounds a little bit strange. It's really funny. One of my favorite podcasters is on vacation right now, and she's recording from her vacation house. And I can tell she's 100% not in her normal place. It has a weird echo. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Brooke, what are you doing? But then I'm also happy for her that she's on vacation. That's pretty cool. And that's awesome that she still makes podcasts for us during the vacation, even if they don't sound perfect. So hopefully you feel the same way about mine. So anyway, let's dive into the topic for today. This is all about training cycles. And why talk about these? First of all, I've come to realize that training cycles are one of those fundamental concepts that I talk about a lot on the program, but probably might be new to a lot of you. I get a lot of questions like, what exactly is this? So I think I really want to do a couple episodes where we go more in depth on some of these 
basic training concepts. And this is one that I think is really important to master, especially if you're going to be training yourself and writing your own training plans. So let's talk a little bit about what a training cycle is. Basically, it's alternating periods of hard work and recovery. This is also called periodization. That's another word for it you might have heard. And why do we talk about this? Really one of the biggest mistakes I see when I'm training athletes or talking to athletes about their programs is that they build towards their goal in a linear fashion. And that means that they're just increasing their volume every week, making the workout program harder every week, and they never slow down. They never back up. They never take a break. They just keep building and building and building. And for some people, they can kind of grind that out and make it work. And for a lot of people, they find that they start just getting really, really exhausted. So this is where we bring in training cycles to help with that. And training cycles basically an application of what we call the training effect. The training effect means that exercise weakens us and then rest is actually what strengthens us. And for a lot of people, that's really a mind-blowing concept. We really think the exercise part is more important when without the rest, the exercise really does nothing but make us weaker and weaker and weaker. So, by bringing in training cycles, we ensure that our program is always balancing exertion with rest. And there are actually a number of different kinds of training cycles. So you can think of your training season as one big cycle. We call that a macro cycle. You can think of each day as its own little training cycle. In each day, we have a time when we're working out and when we're resting, right? So the type of training cycle I'm going to talk about in this episode is actually called a mesocycle, and it's a period of a couple weeks that includes periods of hard work and rest. So how do you set up a training cycle? Just a quick overview of how I do it with my athletes. The training cycle is a period of two to five weeks, and four, we find, is a great place to start for beginners. A lot of times we'll start people at four weeks and just see how that goes and adjust from there. And what I'll typically do is build the athlete for three weeks, meaning quite simply that their workouts are just getting harder three weeks in a row. They ramp it up a little bit each week. And then on the last week, they back it up and rest for one week. And when we say rest, it's not a complete rest. It's just an easier week. So during the rest week, they drop their volume by about 30 to 50%, depending on how tired they feel and also where they are in their training. And then when it comes back to the next week, they just continue the buildup from there and do it all over again. Now, training cycles, if you think about them and you think about endurance training, usually they're built around one long training hike per cycle. Or for some people, we do two medium training hikes, especially if they're in an area where one long training hike is just not practical or kind of boring. If they're people who are training in the flatlands, often use that alternate approach. But there's generally some long workout that's the main event of every training cycle. And when do we start cycling? Usually it's about four to six months before a big mountaineering trip, before a big objective. And we don't start cycling until the athlete has a nice solid base of fitness and is really ready to push toward a peak. Can you cycle during that base phase? 100%, but it's not as crucial as it is during the build phase where you're really putting more pressure on your body. So a few things that are really important to understand about training cycles. A lot of people don't realize these. One, they don't all need to be the same length. One really cool trick you can do, I've talked about this on the program before, is lengthen or shorten a training cycle so that you can make an easy week fall on a week when, for example, you want to go on vacation or you have to travel for work 
or for any other reason, you just need to deprioritize training. In many cases, this will really allow you to live a full life during training. You can actually have a lot of flexibility to take time off when you need to, as long as those weeks off are A, about a week long, and B, not too close together or far apart. But you can also make the cycle longer, make it shorter, just when you see one of those life events coming up. Another thing to realize is that it's normal for the length of the training cycle to change throughout your season. Often people start with longer training cycles, four or five weeks, and they get shorter as training gets harder and more demanding as you're moving towards your peak fitness. And really the best way to determine cycle length and change it over time is just to listen to your body. And you can just notice your body, how it's feeling during training and also in between workouts, even when you're maybe sitting at your desk at work. If you're really finding that you're exhausted, especially during the last week of your cycle every day at work, that's a good sign that maybe it's time to think about having a shorter training cycle. Another thing you can do is use a training log to grade your workouts. I like to do it on a A to F scale. So A is it was super easy. I could probably go harder. I finished with lots of energy. And you go all the way down to F where I couldn't even finish because it was so difficult. And just giving a letter grade for each workout and maybe taking some notes about how that felt and why you decided on that letter grade. And then as you're reviewing your log, if you're getting more than a few D's or F's in a row, you might once again want to think about shortening your training cycle to see if that helps, if that's a better balance for you. Another thing that's really cool to know about training cycles is that they don't necessarily need to be measured in seven-day weeks. So we talked about how training cycles are usually built around this one long training hike that's kind of the main event, and it in theory, is going to happen about every seven days. However, let's say that every seven days is too short. You really think you need more recovery time to hit that long hike that's very important to hit it hard and with lots of energy. If that's the case for you, you might want to consider something that's a concept developed. I'm not sure if it was originally developed by him, but I learned it from Joe Friel. He's really famous coach, has worked with many endurance athletes, has a lot of amazing books. The one I really love is called Fast After 50. You don't need to be 50 years old to really enjoy and benefit from this book. But that's where he introduced to me the concept of an eight-day week, which sounds so funny. (laughs) It totally makes sense if you think about it in terms of endurance training. So basically, that means that you're most important workout, that long workout, it's going to happen every eight days instead of every seven days. And in the meantime, you'll have your base workouts, your speed workouts, all the things that you normally do, but you're going to have more rest days in there because you have an extra day. So maybe you can arrive at that long hike, that long workout, more recovered and ready to hit it hard. Now, if you think about this from a practical sense, it can be harder to calendar your workout cycles when they're eight-day weeks. But a little bit of extra planning can be worth it because it's so much easier on your body. Another thing to keep in mind if you want to try the eight-day week it means that your long workout won't always necessarily fall on a weekend. So this approach does tend to work best for folks that have some flexibility to do a long hike during the week sometimes. And while we call this approach the eight-day week, there's nothing wrong with doing a nine-day week, a 10-day week. Really, it's all about just finding the length of week 
if that makes sense, that works for you, works for your body. And once again, that really comes down to just being tuned into your body and how it feels both during working out and during rest. So there are the basics of how to set up a training cycle. And let me just give you a couple of action steps. If this is something that you're not doing right now, let me just give you a little blueprint for getting started. So the best way, as I mentioned, to start cycling is to make a plan, plan ahead, sit down with your calendar, and just plan one cycle and execute. I would start, if you're not currently cycling, with a four-week cycle. You can plan three weeks of build, one week of easy or rest at the end of that, And for each of these these weeks, you want to map out the different kinds of workouts, starting with your long workout, because that's the most important one for us endurance athletes. And then weaving in your base workouts, a couple of speed workouts, if that's something you're currently working on. And during your three build weeks, I would start, if, if you don't have a set ramp up, percentage that you're following right now, I would build about 10% volume each week. You can adjust that if you find that that's too much or if you feel like you can do more at this point, totally fine. 10% often a good place to start if you're just starting from nothing. And on that fourth week, you're going to do all your normal activities, all the same kinds of workouts, but let's decrease your volume by 40%. Now, as you're moving through this cycle, I want you to take really careful notes each day. How did these workouts feel? How are you feeling afterwards? And really start to kind of feel into, is this a good cycle length for you? And also, don't wait four weeks if it's not working. Definitely, it's totally fine to adjust as you go, to slow down the ramp up, to even shorten the cycle. If you get to two weeks and really feel like you are needing a rest week, that is totally fine. And congratulations to you if you noticed that for just being so tuned into your body that you can give it what it needs and nurture it. That really helps for endurance athletes over the long term. So if all of this is interesting to you, if any of this is confusing to you, if you really want to dive deeper into training cycles, ramp ups, and designing your own training programs, I definitely recommend checking out my Mountain Fit course. This is what it's all about. This is the stuff we just get totally nerdy on. Look at all the science and Learn how to apply it to our own training seasons, our own bodies, our own goals, so that you can write training plans and training plans and training plans for yourself for the rest of your mountaineering career. So friends, I hope that was super helpful. If you have any questions about training cycles or really anything else at all, the best places to connect with me are on Instagram. You can send me a message. I also have a Facebook group where folks can just jump in and ask questions. There's a link to it in the show notes. It's called Mountaineers and Backpackers in Training. So yeah, definitely hope to catch up with you in either or both of those places. And in the meantime, happy training and I'll catch you here next week. Hey friend, if you're enjoying the pod, there are two simple and free ways you can show your support. First of all, please share this with a friend who might find it helpful. And second, please leave a review on iTunes. Your support means the world to me. Thanks so much for tuning in.